Did you know U.S. employees, your employees, switch between 13 different applications on average 30 times a day? So is that productivity or a distraction? Don't fight with the system. Let's figure out how to pick the right system for you to keep your time management effective, efficient, and impactful. Private practice owners, are you ready to rewrite the rules for your practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Providers Edge podcast. I'm your host Sabrina Rompak. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. My guests and I help providers like you control your practice, control your life, control your future. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. As busy healthcare leaders, and especially those of us who are running a practice, managing a whole department, or even on the executive level. There are so many things going on in your day-to-day work and home. So, how are you able to keep everything in track on top of things without feeling you have to always jumping in to fix the fires or things get dragged out and you don't see the result that you wanted? So, today we're talking about different systems that you perhaps already are using or need to really adapt into, so you don't feel like the system is working against you, but it's actually working for you. So to begin, let's talk about what are some of the productivity time management systems out there. The traditional ways, uh, if you think about probably 10, 15 years ago, we used to have a physical planner, a agenda, we write things out. And The downside of that is you do have to carry that everywhere. It's something heavy, and depending on whether you are someone who has a bag and purse or not, it might not fit into the situation. And perhaps you are at the networking event as we're transitioning back to that time. Now you really have to pull that out and then figure things out. And if You are someone who don't have really good handwriting. Someone else who take over your planner can't really help you in that way. So it's harder to have everything on paper now. But what the advantage is, you can save them. You can keep those for a long time and really track back. That sometimes the electronic ones are unable to do. So what other things we have is apps are. If you're searching under your Apple or Android suite for players, you're gonna see hundreds, if not thousands, different productivity apps. Some of the upside for that is it's convenient on your phone. However, the downside also you have to make sure your phone is always charged. Sometimes it doesn't sync with all the different devices. Perhaps it's only on Android. Cannot transfer to people with. Apple product versus it can only be a web browser, so you really needed to consider what the app do for you. And besides, each app is different. Some are more like a to do list, and you can just click and check off once it's done. And some even trying to gamify for the more you do, the more points you get, and somehow the points are turning into a game. But the problem in those things is it always going to have 
a learning curve. You have to first adapt to it. So if something is not really user friendly, it can really slow you down in the beginning before you actually implement it. Now there are also some web. Browser type like your Outlook and Google. I actually have all my things on Google between my、uh, immediate team、uh, who are helping me virtually on site, and my business strategist, marketing, all the backend, and for people who are watching or listening,、uh, our video and audio production team. They all work off Google Drive, and I have my whole life planned. On Google Calendar, if it's not on there, I definitely don't do it because I have automations there into my Google Calendar of what I do and reminders for that next meeting. And something I definitely want to hint him for everybody who are doing specific set planning. Even you go into a meeting or a project, you have blackout time. Make sure you also give yourself extra half hour hour. For the planning part, most people forget to have that planning session. Then they keep running things behind because they are trying to prep in between. So the upside for that is you can share those calendars, you can share your to do list with other people, and the downside if is just using one application. If you share your entire Google Calendar with someone, you perhaps don't want everyone to know when your downtime is, so you can actually keep your downtime to yourself. And when we're thinking about productivity, we say there are dial the doing part, the deciding part. The delegating part, the designing part, and the delaying part, and the last part is actually we wanted to give ourselves that expansion to reset, to recharge. So when you go back to the other areas, that you are in the best energy, best self, best way to represent yourself. And we know if you don't feel well or you're not in the right mental capacity. Our brain works that much slower, and reaction time slows down, and therefore other people can see it. So the upside of that, of course, is the easy shareability. Everyone can sync your Outlook and Google to all the different platform. Now, I'm not recommending that's for you because everything is different from different people. That's why we're going through it. So what's the last thing? Is the collaborative sense. Now. I actually do not like Slack because it's similar to a group text message, ping, 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 ping. You are nonstop. But there are other practicalities and tools out there where you can have the same work platform where everyone can draw projects and put in and have deadlines and to dos into them. Now it cross over with some functions with Google Outlook as well. It really depends on. Which application you find you need the best, and also think about what's the easy way. Now we're hybriding with how we work. Not everyone is in office. Many people are virtual. My team, personally, are all over the place, and then they're doing a really amazing job, even though we are. Mostly virtual, and it's about how do we communicate 
in the best way that you can that is for you. So there's no right and wrong answers about what you pick. It actually figure out what works best for you. And that's at the end of the day, all we can ask for is that, yes, there are some personal preferences. And I would encourage you to think about these questions. What do you actually need? in a time management tool, especially for your employees, because we know both ourselves and our team, if we cannot track what we do, we cannot assess how much time we spend on those and if those time are actually giving us the right ROI. And some of you might have heard me talking about creating your freedom compass so you understand what type of task are your true desire zone to give you that maximum result versus the distraction, disinterest, or discouragement zone. And if you're not able to track, you're also unable to identify these zones, and then you don't know how to offload those things you really shouldn't be doing. So number one, I would recommend think about a criteria list. What's acceptable? What's unacceptable? Do you want to track only your own activities? Do you want to track your whole executive team, your immediate downline of perhaps your nurses, medical assistants, perhaps it's the backend accounting, admin people, the front desk people, what do you want to do? And also, once you know exactly what you want and the capability of each, then you can think about, do you also want to track your contact, right? Patient acquisition or referral partnership or people that you admit just wanted to store in a certain way. And then you can categorize them so you can go back to those contacts and perhaps also appointments, whether it is professional networking appointment, patient appointment, family engagement, or different type of project, even with deadlines and to-dos be specific, or perhaps just different type of meetings that you have to attend to, especially those of you have been pushing yourself more into that executive leadership role of your practice instead of just another clinician doing the day-to-day clinical work. And what other feature do you want to consider? Then think about price. How much do you have to spend on those? Google, for example, since I use them so much, the business plan platinum level actually gave you a ability to color code the type of meeting, types of things you need to spend time on. And it gave you a chart um, per week how much time you're spending on those activities. So that is one way to think about that I do need to functionality, the feature. However, of course, that costs a little higher than your basic business plan. No matter which platform application you use, they are going to have different tiers of capability and functionality. Perhaps in the beginning, you're just using a new one. You don't have to have all the features. And many of them do give you a 40-day or seven-day trial period for you to play around to really think about whether it's the right thing for you. And that being said, don't just feel like you have to use one thing. That's it. You can change them up. And other things to think about is, is that easy to use, user-friendly, and is it easy to train other people on it? 
I have a whole different talk when you think about training and stay tuned for another episode for that. And how quickly can you implement things into that software? When you put in an application, does it sync in all the platform immediately or is there a delay? And are these integrating again with all your technologies? Means your phone, your tablet, your computer, your web browser, and perhaps other things that you needing to integrate with your email and CRM, whatnot. And at the end, do you like it? And it's okay to say this looks terrible. I don't like it. It's not how display how I want it. And that's okay. Even though they might have the best functionality, if you don't like it, you're not gonna use it. Or if you don't want to use it, how do you think your team is gonna think? It needs to be coming from a common ground. And if you have to choose something, now everyone has to be on board about it. So sometimes when we adapt something new, we always feel like、mm, we have to look for online reviews. We want to ask a lot of people. Well, at the end of the day, you have to use the system that works best for you. Other people are just opinions. And they have their own different way of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. So taking that in a grain of salt, when you're looking into all the reviews online, or even ask your trusted partners, family, and friends about having different time management systems, and don't just settle for one system because we know one thing that works for someone else might not work for you, and something that works for you for a certain period of time. Once you start expanding and scaling, you might not able to hold all the capabilities. For example, perhaps in the beginning, all you need is to track all your meetings, how much time you're spending on each different tasks. But perhaps going forward, you need to start tracking different projects, different interventions that you're doing for your patients and practices. And therefore, we don't have to keep in one thing. And perhaps at this beginning, and you have a lower tier, and then you expand out. And it's okay to be playful to try different things, and make sure that you test drive. We mentioned that there are trial periods, and even you have to pay for the first months. And don't trying to spend the money to pay some plan for a whole year. What if you don't like it? What if a few months down the road something better come up? So you don't commit yourself just by saving a little bit money upfront. So let's quickly review our guidelines on what you do once you actually pick a time management system. So number one, actually use it. If you don't use it, how do you know if they work for you or not? And number two, use it for both work and home. Now we don't recommend that you integrate work and home everything together, but you should know purposefully. I do this too. I block out time for lunch so I don't forget to eat. I block out time for when I need to hang out with friends and family, and that gap blocked out so no one else can book on my calendar. And same thing, no patients or other meetings gonna interfere. Versus there are definitely to dos certain. Guarantee meeting events that I need to go to. Therefore, I am not planning anything else. That got blocked out. You do have to put those things in use for both personal side and professional side, and make sure you record all your activities. If you don't record it again, we don't know how you can adjust 
for the following week or months once you go into your planning session. And number three, make sure to include details about what that meeting or that activity that to do is main goal or who you are going to meet with. And perhaps one tip about meeting planning, about hectic meeting planning, which we'll have a separate episode on, is that having someone to take the lead, to put out agenda, send it out to everyone before you go into the meeting. So you actually know who needs to be there versus not just standing in in case. That's not productive. And also record your goals and action items for each of those blocks once you completed that block of meetings or activities. And perhaps is that you go and see X amount of uh, patients for that week. And then so you know going forward to uh, what's the capacity, what's the minimum and maximum you can do so you don't feel overwhelmed yourself and you don't overwhelm your whole team as well. And also have your time management system with you all the time. If you're going to an event and someone wanted to have a meeting with you next week or two, you have to say, oh, I got back to you. Guess what? We all forget. Even the best conversation we had, the best project opportunity we got into, if you don't do it right there, because you don't have your calendar, your time management application up, you can't do the scheduling and the opportunity already passed. Then lastly, review your time management system, your activities before your week start. So if you are typically Monday to Friday, then perhaps Sunday morning or evening, you want to review that. So you can do what? Put in the block of time when you actually need to plan activity for each meeting or each block. And most people don't remember the planning part. So then you can also shifting things around. What's the standard time? Perhaps every Wednesday meeting morning, you have a weekly huddle with your team, but that week something come up and you needed to shift to a different day. So you can and be flexible with your time schedule, but without missing a critical part of your workflow. Now, we talk about a lot at the end, it's all about you. Figure out the best thing that works for you. Don't let a system take over you, but you can choose the right system for yourself, your team, and for your life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're like me who just want to get to the bottom and find out what's going on in your practice, then I invite you to book a complimentary peak performance diagnostic call with me. You can check my availability at sabrinarumbach.com forward slash blueprint to find a time that works for you. This is especially beneficial for you if you have an established clinic, but now feeling drained, want to do more for your patients, but are limited in your capacity or are unable to live up to your full potential. Don't you agree that if you don't allow a pair of unbiased eyes to take a look, you'll never know what you don't know. This is your chance to gain back time and be a peak performing healthcare leader again. Gosh, I, I went through my list of <laughs> list of things with you that last day and 
I kept them on my notebook pad. They're all, and I, I told you, it was a sheet. I move a lot of my really important stuff too, uh, and that you made that sheet to all the things we did. You know, I think there was there were a lot of things in there. I look at the chart of the desire zone because I was taking on too many things. I was doing too many things outside of my desire zone, and that allowed me to hone things back into the direction where they should be. What were some other things that we our first call that we ever had? There was a quote that you made, you gave me from the Dalai Lama, and these are simple things. I did, but it was about gratitude, and it hit me at that time because. I'd forgotten to be grateful about what has been built. You know, everybody around me that sees what we're doing or you know, sees what I'm doing here, my peers and colleagues, they're very grateful for what I've been doing. They're like, oh, this is great. You know, we'd love to be in the position that I'm in and I forget that, and I forgot it. So that was another one. And then uh, what was some other stuff? I'd have to go from the list. I mean, there's, you know, the two minute reset stuff that we do. Margin, just do a little bit. And we even, you remember, I, so I, you know, been a big meditator for a long time and, and everyone goes through cycles of this, but I was so dedicated. It was 45 minutes to an hour every single day, probably at night as well. And then in a busy lifestyle, you go, oh, can't do that. Then you started thinking, well, if I can't do 30 minutes or an hour meditation, then why even do it? But you're teaching people to do two minute meditations, which three two minute meditations throughout the entire day, you know, six minutes total in my opinion, is better than doing 45 minutes an hour every other day. It just made more sense. And it was so much easier just to kind of center myself back in and go back at it. So, and one thing now, I'm gonna have to do a plug here, is this. Yeah, and you know I was gonna do this, didn't you? <laughs> so, this clock right here has been, you had, I don't know if yours is next to you or not, but you, you held this up for me one day. And we're talking about time blocking, yes, <laughs> time blocking and everything else. I said, well, where is that? So I bought it on Amazon and it, you know, it has the clock and the five and 10, you know, 15 minutes and so forth. It is awesome. And so when I started using this thing, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, when I, when I'm actually tracking my time, I've got a lot of it. When I'm not tracking my time, even if you take a five minute break to surf the internet, it's 15, 20 minutes later, the time goes fast. So it's been fan. I can get so much stuff done in a 15 minute period. It's crazy. Now open up a browser and type in Sabrina Rumback dot com forward slash blueprint let's create a blueprint for you to gain back a day per week and creating more impact income and freedom in your day we'll talk soon